Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm hosting Jeopardy. (laughs) Are you though? (laughs) Listen, guys, we we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, We are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, You get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You can either be a friend of the show, a friend with benefits... Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, and if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And for every new Patreon member we get, we'll shave uh, two seconds off that ad. Yeah. <laughs> and for everyone we don't get, we'll just keep adding on to it until it's an hour-long ad and there's no <laughs> show at all. Oh, Doug, look behind you. It's a girl with green eyes. Oh, there we meow. go. She does. Actually, you want to know the scary part? That little fucker has like fire orange eyes. Oh god! Ooh. He doesn't even agree. It's a cat with fire orange eyes. Do they glow yeah. in the dark? She, yes, they do. Fucking ginger fucker. <laughs> yes, my cat is a ginger fucker, and she. You know what? It's funny. I forget the percentage, but it's at least seventy-five percent of ginger cats are males. So my female ginger cat is a rare occurrence, but. Oh, Interesting. All right. So we're back, folks. We're back. And uh, right after the uh, Chinese standoff, we see a ball of smoke and green fire behind the <laughs> battle. I know. It's such 80s graphics, but it's so great. I also really want to start watching more Kung Fu movies again. Oh, it's yeah. so... It's, oh, God. I love how asinine they are, but they need to have like some kind of supernatural element for me. So which one of us is doing like Kung Fu Hustle or Shaolin Soccer? I thought about doing um, 36 Chambers. Uh, I okay. don't know that one. What is that one? Or I'm sorry, Shaolin and Wu-Tang, which is Enter the 36 Chambers. Oh, okay. No, I do know that. Which is where okay. Wu-Tang got their original, like, all the drops from the first Enter the 36 Chambers album came yeah. from that movie. Yeah. I think if I was going to do one, I'd start with Drunken Master. That was yes. one of my favorites. Yes, Just that is a great one. I That's Jackie Chan, Kung, right? Kung Pao. Yep. Young Jackie. Well, Kung, yeah, you're right. Kung Pao is the ultimate fucking satire of all those movies. Now, you know what? I don't want to say ultimate sap- satire because 
Shaolin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle are satires yeah. in and of themselves, and they mm -hmm. are fantastic movies. Also, The Foot Fist Way is another one I may need to eventually do. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because so. you want to talk about oh, an yeah. American who's out of place. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so. it all ties it back down to trucking because he's also from eastbound and down. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, we see that uh, green fire smoke behind the battle, and uh, we get our first look at the three storms. They make their entrance. We've got thunder, rain, and lightning. And two of the three don't really make sense as to what their names are. <laughs> their powers just don't make fucking sense. Wait, nope. two of them make sense. Which ones? Thunder and lightning. No, th they all just shoot lightning. No, only they one of them shoots lightning. No, no, lightning shoots lightning, but thunder, all thunder. Well, thunder's like, he's like, I look like thunder, I'm big. Like, boom. Why does like, thunder yeah, slams his feet in the ground, <laughs> he does this whole little dance. He's like, boom, 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 thunder. And honestly, rain should be wind. Because <laughs> all he does, he blows, he blows shit into people. Yeah. But anyway, thunder, rain, and lightning. Uh, this causes all of the combatants to back down and cower in fear. Uh, the Chang Sing, who are the good guys, they shoot at the storms with their guns. Uh, which only pisses these guys off. Uh, yeah. the storms retaliate, killing those who oppose them. So they got these boomerang uh, knives, and they whoop, whoop, yeah, and they do exactly. like front flip throws. <laughs> it's like, right, exactly. <laughs> they, they they devastate them instantly. Which only kills three people out of like the forty five that are there. <laughs> no, I know there's still a lot of guys. But. I mean, can't just lightning bolt them like. You're not, they you're not the god of, thun of hammers. <laughs> or rain them or thunder them. No, 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 no. I know, I know. But they like fighting. Yeah, you still know? like to it's do a challenge. some karate. Exactly. So Jack and Wang haul ass to escape in the truck. With the storms, it's funny. They head towards the storms, and these guys just easily sidestep the truck. Uh, next, they come upon Lopan, our first uh, view of Lopan, who is played by the legendary James Hung. Which we've said before, this guy has over 500 acting credits. Yeah. He is the most prolific actor in the history of actors. He's done everything. I guarantee you, I don't care if you've seen one movie in your life, James Hong was in it. Yep. Like, that's how prolific this dude is. He's still going. Again, I recommend following his Instagram because yeah. the dude is still going. Watch everything everywhere all at once. It's and a great movie. He's such a humble dude. And, 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 I, cool. and I really love. I can't do his. It's almost like Gilbert Godfrey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't do his voice without sounding racist. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack Gilbert. strikes him with a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I just Jack like how in your mind this fucking movie stars Gilbert Gottfried and fucking <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, I, I, I really need a um, girl with green eyes. Finding a girl with the green eyes. We're going to find him in the Porkchip Express. <laughs> Wheels don't fail me now. <laughs> so uh, Jack, Jack hits Lopan with his truck, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. He screeches to a halt. And we're going to run a clip, but I just want everybody to know. So, like, this is the first clip that kind of describes Lopan. But there are, like, I have, like, ten clips that describe him because they keep describing him through this whole movie as to what he does. Yeah. So, this is the first of many clips about Lopan. So, roll it, Joe. Yes, I already did. So I won't. Go away. What? Go 
safe. It's okay. It's okay. It's only temporary. Over here. Hand over. Yeah. 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 Ran straight through him, Wang. I'm never gonna get mounted. How the back. hell could I run straight through him? You didn't. It only appeared that way. Right. Lord's of death, Jack. Okay. I'm going home. Keep your money. Hey, Wang Chi. Looking for us? I know your name. That's not good. Let's go! Lords of Death controlled by the Wing Kong, Jack. Lords of Death just errand boys for the Wing Kong. Great. Who wiped out all those yellow turpins up there, huh? I mean, those guys were winning. He says it was the storms, the three storms. Three guys did all that. Listen, what about that? Whatever it was, I ran straight through. Fast! Yes, we made it. I'm, I'm glad you picked the clip that highlighted the bonkers fucking sounds that come out of Lopan's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> He's so great. The way he laughs and the way he fucking makes a noise. So just to recap that that uh, that clip. So at the beginning, when they get out of the truck, they think they've run over Lopan. He makes these noises. And he shoots light first out of his eyes and then it reverses and comes out of his mouth. And he blind temporarily blinds Jack, right? And and just remember that Lo Pan, right? He's dressed in like old time traditional Chinese garb. And yeah. he's like eight foot tall. This hat, and, like fucking tall, like right. uh, Mandarin yep, yep. hat. <laughs> he's got a fucking hat pin through it that kind of yeah. goes through his head but doesn't. And throughout this movie we learned that he's seven foot tall he's ten foot tall he's nine foot tall yeah. we don't know how exactly but he's a fucking big dude right so yeah he makes these noises and um you know then we learn that the fucking lords of death they know wang's name so they're running away and you know there's a lot of shit there's a lot of shit going on uh in this thing so um uh, they escape so once they once the the the, the uh Fuck. No, I can't remember who it is, but the bad guys. Let's just call them the bad guys. They start breaking into where the guys are hiding off, hiding out. Uh, they scurry through a little tunnel and they head to the uh, Dragon of Black Pearl Pool restaurant. And we've got yet another clip that's going to sort of explain where we are, kind of, because they string this along for a bit. Wait, am I on five or six? Oh, am I on the make- plan or China is here? You are on China's here. Okay, that's what I thought, but I got Sorry. My, my brain did not work right now. No, no, no I know. I got <laughs> I got them stacked up. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Mutual Fidelity Insurers of Sacramento. Yeah, well, there's got to be a listing, honey. I pay them six Gs a year in premiums. Ooh, China is here, Mr. Burton. Yeah, go ahead. All right. The Chan scene. Yeah. Okay. The Wing Kong. They've been fighting for centuries. What does that mean? 
Punk China is here. I don't even know what the hell that means. All I know is this low pan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires cutting everybody to shreds, and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth. Jack, please. Oh, oh yes, yeah. When okay. did this happen? It didn't, Uncle Chu. Not like he says. Yeah, it did, Uncle Chu. Two hours ago. Tall guy, weird clothes. First you see him, then you don't. Yeah, is this just a switchboard? I mean, is there an agent Hong there appeared on the street. Wanji, why didn't you tell me? I didn't want to alarm you, Uncle. Look, I'm going to tell you about an accident. I don't want to hear act of God, okay? All right, look. What's your name? Mine's Jack Burton. Good afternoon, Mr. Wong. Eddie Lee, meet my dear friend Jack Burton. Eddie's a new major D here at the Blackpool. And a whole lot more. Well, I don't know my policy number. It's in the glove compartment. Just just look under B-U-R-T-O-N, will you Jack please? Burton. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Boy, the guy you always tell me about, huh? Give me that again, will you? I was, I was talking. And that was your abandoned truck. Abandoned like hell. Yeah, hello. Hello. <laughs> Ooh, that's an insurance premium stinger, brother. <laughs> A bad dead like Cal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's on a payphone that goes dead. Kind of sucks for him. But uh, so it's here we meet uh, Eddie Lee, the new major D. Wait, the they have a payphone in their house? I know, right? <laughs> well, they get, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's in the restaurant, but no, that makes sense. You know. So we meet Wang's friend, Eddie Lee, played by Donald Lee. Uh, he tells Jack that his truck was stolen by the Lords of Death. Uh, which makes sense. So Eddie explains that the Lords were just on a joyride at the airport. They weren't working for anybody. They weren't working for the Wing Kong or Lopan or anybody. Uh, Meow Lin just got caught up in the middle of it all. Uh, they were looking for a girl to sell, and uh, she just got grabbed. Yeah. Um, we also learned that Lopan had ordered the assassination of the uh, Chang Sing leader, whose funeral procession we saw, which started this whole war. All right. Uh, Gracie Law shows up to explain that she found out. That, <laughs> Is this uh, like the Mr. Banks in the last movie? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, she explains that she found out that uh, Meow Lin was being brought to the White Tiger brothel for a quick sale because her green eyes, I love it, her green eyes make her more desirable on the black market. You know, sort of like a leather, <laughs> sort of like leather bucket seats in a car. <laughs> That was a big thing back in the 80s. Let me tell you, boys. <laughs> so why green, though? Why not, like, any other color? Because I'm, I'm assuming, like, you know, purple eyes aren't dominant. Gray well, eyes aren't There aren't dominant. a lot of purple eyes at all. Yeah, Nobody which makes it even more eyes. rare. Or blue. Like, how common is blue eyes in, in, in China? Because green, because, again, they explain it. Green is the color of jade, and it's the color of a dragon's eyes. Okay. So it, one in two symbols million. that are big in Chinese mythology. Look, That's I like why. this movie. So one in fourteen million. All right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, the gang they figure out a quick plan and they head over to the White Tiger to rescue Miao Lin. Um, Jack poses. Ah, this as, is Mitch at the White Tiger. <laughs> Jack poses as a nerdy businessman looking for a Chinese girl with green eyes. What do you think uh, they told him to do with Chris Farley? Like in this scene, because they no, really no, looked like Chris did, Farley. The great part about this that I found is I don't. There's a movie. It's one of the movies that uh, that Kurt Russell did that didn't make a lot of money. It's called Used Cars. It's actually the first of the used cars movies. 
Like there was the one with Piven. I That's forget. the one I want to do. The goods. Right. I but might do that next, honestly. I love that this, movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Especially the Will suit, Ferrell. <laughs> right? The suit that uh, Kurt Russell wore at the White Tiger was a suit he wore in used cars. So, like, But he looks just like Chris Farley in Fat Guy in Little Jacket. Oh, no, absolutely he does. Absolutely. It's so. the uh, it's the motivational speaker. What was the uh, bit he did on SNL? Oh, yeah. dude, I can't remember the guy's name, but you're right. He has those glasses in the, in the plaid jacket. Yes, yeah. yes. So Jack's inside. He's trying to get the. Uh, he's trying to get a hold of uh, Meow Meow Lin. Uh, the rest of the crew is outside, and Gracie spots her friend Margot in another car and heads over. Uh, it's pouring rain. She heads over, and we learn that Margot is a reporter looking for her first big story, uh, and uh, she's ready for action. She wants to. She'll do whatever it takes to get the story. Um, back inside Jack's inquiry about uh, the green eyes raises alarms and we get a quick scene where we see that Meow is in fact being held at the white tiger before um, be- before yeah. we go on any further why is it always fucking raining in this movie like this entire movie yeah, is yeah I know there's a lot of rain in San Francisco San Francisco rains a lot it fogs I a lot it doesn't rain I, it's not Seattle I think I think Carpenter went a little yeah. overboard with the rain. But it was literally like every scene. Like, like, you know, you fucking pissed me off. I'm going to make you fucking soaking wet for every scene of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's either that or it actually did rain a lot during filming and he didn't bother. I don't know. It was just like it seemed like every scene, except for like the beginning scene where the bus ride, even like the beginning truck driving into how fucking raining. It's raining while they're gambling. I know. I know. No, um, I agree. But I agree. other than that, like one scene where they where food was driving the wrong way, the rest of the fucking movie's rain. You're right. You're always right. looking for production value, right? <laughs> Visually. If it's raining, wet actors is production value. Add something to the drama of the scene. Right. So How much money does it way. cost to constantly, though, produce fake rain? Uh, no, that's true. This is California. Than, They're always in a fucking drought. <laughs> but it, it's probably less than the, than the cost of the CG if there's no rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. But a little funny aside. So the madam that, that uh, Kurt Russell talks to in this scene, her name, her name in the cast list is, is Mrs. O'Toole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That works. She's Mrs. She's a nice Irish lass. Um, so while Jack is talking with a girl that he's been matched up with, everything begins to shake. And we see a large green cloud outside over the building. Uh, think Ghostbusters, because it looks just like that. Yeah. Um, this this green cloud is spilling over the sides of the Mortal building. Mortal Kombat! Exactly. <laughs> uh, the storms have now arrived uh, to take uh, Meow Yin. Uh, Jack watches. <laughs> She's as... meowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's meowing. Uh, Jack watches as lightning carries her way through a hole in the ceiling. And we've got another clip. Explosions, people flying in and out. That was not real. I want to talk to the cops. I want my truck back now. Where the hell am I? My office. Sit down. Would you sleep in your office? What I need to get straight is, I mean, were these guys? I mean, the, these storms. What are they? Magicians? Yeah, sort of. It's hard to explain. Try real hard. Here, drink. If the storms have Mao Yun, then there's only one place they could take her. Lopan. Yes. The godfather of Little China, Mr. David Lopan. You mean the David Lopan that's chairman of the National Orient Bank and owns the Wing Kong Import-Export Trading Company, but who's so reclusive that no one's even laid eyes on this guy in years? 
Who the hell are you, anyway? Oh, well, I'm, I'm Margot Litzenberger. I'm with the uh, Berkeley People's Herald. I've been trying to get somebody, anybody from the press to listen to me about this, Burton. And it's just not possible that you actually saw David Lopin. Because the bastard's afraid to show his face. He's got more enemies. He's got Malian. I'm going over there and get her back. What are you, nuts? Hey, who's that? Um, it's okay, Tara. Uh, you can go back to sleep. From the airport? This morning, sure. That's what I was doing there. I was protecting her civil rights, making sure she gets a chance. Oh, this is just so shocking. I mean, I must just be so monumentally naive. You are. And so now we have to grab your fiance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Depends on how you look at the it. The hell it does. So somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. The truth? I can take it. We don't know. I'm going now, alone if I have to. What? Where? It's pouring out. Low pants. The Wing Kong Exchange. The Wing Kong Exchange? The most dangerous cutthroat den of madmen in Chinatown. You can't just waltz in and out of there like... Like the wind. Yes, I can, Miss Law. My mind and my spirits are as one. As two. I said I was coming. I go with you, but... I know. There's a problem with your face. Okay. You people sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. And if we're not back by dawn, call the president. <laughs> the the clunkiness of this dialogue is my favorite thing. I know. It's like George Lucas Star Wars levels of <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely accurate. It's a little weird. But they it, get But it's it. only him. Like everyone else is good. It's just working. No, like, it's interjects. not him. It's it's her too. Like her I guess she's got sentences bit. that are just like pure exposition it's like a paragraph yes. of like here's what you have to understand about this the evil cabal the den of ninjas like calm down like take I a know. breath it's it's almost like every csi episode ever yeah yeah the yeah, csi yeah. any of the any of the procedural shows law and order csi they're all every you're right every yeah. every line is exposition because mm-hmm. they've got to explain everything to the audience or the audience let's get it so I absolutely agree. So, uh, so after this, they come up with the plan. Uh, Jack and Wang walk into the Wing Kong Trading Company like they own the place. Uh, they're acting as telephone repairmen, which is funny because all he has is a telephone in his hand, and they're dressed in their regular clothes. <laughs> exactly. It's so great. It's so it great. Just, all right, here we go. He's watching. I think they. No, we got to find the main junction box. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this very easily or way too easily gets them past the guards and deeper into the facility. Uh, so back at the restaurant, Gracie meets Egg Shen, uh, the local tour guide, and we and what we find out is the local authority in Lo Pen. Uh, we're back in the uh, we're back in the warehouse. So Jack and Wang follow the trail to an elevator leading down. Um, Egg explains Lopan to everyone. Well, parsley explains Lopan because we got more clips to explain Lopan. Yeah. But this is yet another explanation leading to the full explanation of Lopan. Roll it. Of course, the Chinese mix everything up. <laughs> Look at what they have to work with, huh? There's Buddhism, Confucianism, and Taoist alchemy and sorcery. We take what we want and leave the rest. Just like your salad bar. But there's one thing even David Lopan must acknowledge. All movement in the universe is caused by tension between positive and negative furies. When the furies are out of balance. As they are in Lopan, who is cursed. (laughs) 
then the people turn into demon and live forever. Repulsive and evil, existing only to plague the living. Well then, I, I mean, what you're saying is this David Lopin, what, what is he, a, a ghost? He plays at being a man, creature of vast, dark, destructive power. They missed a joke trying to make a joke. <laughs> they missed an easy, obvious joke while trying to make a joke. We take whatever we want, like your salad bar. How about like they take whatever they want, and leave the rest, like our restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how but, uh, you, you. I guarantee they own a Chinese restaurant. Like I'm, I'm they're no, not no, serving no, fucking Italian Russian. food. <laughs> yep. Everything I've known about Chinese restaurants is true. You take what you want and leave the rest. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. They missed it. Uh, so we flash back to the uh, to Wing Kong factory, and uh, we see Jack and Wang. They are trapped in an <laughs> elevator as it fills with seawater. Um, they open a door and swim into a chamber filled with skeletons. We learn that is the hell of the upside down sinners. Um, hold on, there's a hold lot on. of hells in uh, there's a lot of hells in China. Hold on one second, because every time you see Jack a, and Wayne, no, 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 Jack no, and Wang. not that. The elevator scene is my favorite scene in the movie. Where they go in and and my man's like, look at yeah. this, and he's like, what is that? Chinese? <laughs> and he's like, yes, yeah, there are numbers. <laughs> like you dumb fuck. <laughs> exactly. No, they they, I think they went even too far to explain his American. Okay, people. you know what so I mean. Like from this point oh, yeah. on, my mind went. The rest of this movie is just a side scroller video game because it's just them walking <laughs> through hallways and elevators and coming to chambers and fighting it's a villain, true. then going through walking through more hallways and more elevators and another villain, more hallways, and it's every true. time it's like the princesses is in another castle. <laughs> no, it's very mm -hmm. true. It's very true. Uh, so as they surfaced, we see that uh, rain. Uh, the storm is waiting for them. He tortures them first, and then he brings them to Lopan. He shoots balls uh, at them like fucking rubber balls. I know it's great, and that's why he should be called Wind. Why don't but you come he over here and, and say that to my face, brother? Right? Fight like an American. He should Boop. be called Wind, not Rain. It's a better storm, a windstorm, not a rainstorm. But anyway, well, they uh, had to justify why it fucking rain all the time in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that just reminds me. If I want to make my wife cry, all I do is talk about the movie The Crow, right? Oh. There's a scene in The Crow, or not a scene, but there's a song in The Crow, um, based on what they talk about, called "It Can't Rain All the Time." So all I have to say to Eric is, "It can't rain all the time." He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" I thought you were gonna go uh, "Tears in Heaven." No, no, no. It can't rain all the time. Yes, it can. Anyway. Uh, so they're strapped in wheelchairs and brought to Lopan. So guess what, folks? We get another clip and we get a little more knowledge about Lopan. Oh, boy. Look, we came here to see David Lopan. All right. Ah, David ah. Lopan. <laughs> you have succeeded, Mr. Burton. What, you? Well, I don't get this at all. I thought Lopin... Shut up, Mr. Burton. <laughs> you are not brought upon this world to get it. Come on, Lopin <laughs> is like... Nothing the... you can understand. You're not brought upon this world many to mysteries, get it. Many unanswerable questions, <laughs> even in a life as short as yours. Yeah, well, the way I see it doesn't mean we shouldn't ask. Like, where's my truck? You're not looking for a truck. You're looking for a girl. A girl with green eyes. Yes. 
He must be something extraordinary. Oh, I'm not about to waste another 2,000 years. Well, there can't be many Chinese girls running around with green eyes these days. There are not, never were. So beggars can't be choosers. But I can. <laughs> Tell me about Miao Yan, huh? Uh, what province is she from? Hunan? Uh, her mother? Her father? He must be a holy man. I must know. You got a tongue, Dave. Ask her yourself. You let him go with that one, have an influence over your youthful friend, you better exert it now. Otherwise, I will have both of you roll off to the hell where people are skinned alive. It's that simple, understand? Are you crazy? Is that your problem? No, he means it, Jack. My problem is this place. This place is my tomb. I'm buried here. A young man, a king, a warrior, is entombed in this old man's crippled body. And all I need is a woman. Mr. Burton, a special kind of woman with dragon green eyes to make me whole again, young again, so that I may rule the universe from beyond this grave. Qingdai, the god of the east. Who, him, this guy? No, not me, Mr. Burton. My demon, the god I must appease in order to regain my heart, my blood. To a girl with green eyes to satisfy Qingdai, a girl brave enough to embrace the naked blade. And when I find her, I will marry her. Never! And Qingdai will be happy and my curse will be lifted. You can go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed! Or check into a cycle war, whichever comes first, huh? Jack, will you... Jack! What? I'm supposed to buy this shit? 2,000 years and he can't find one broad to fit the bill? Come on, Dave. You must be doing something seriously wrong. There have been others, to be sure. There are always others, are there not? You seem to be one who know the difficulties between men and women, how seldom it works out. Yet, we all keep trying like fools. <laughs> who are these people? Friends of yours, huh? Now, this really pisses me off to no end. Come on, stick around. Where's Melian? In this building? Dave. Where is she? Dave. Paper was seen than any creature on Earth. <laughs> I fucking love him. You weren't brought into this world to get it. That's the best. I almost cut that to like have as a drop for her. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, I want to brought into this world to get it. And the fucking noises, ah, ah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. He's because again, he chooses scenery. Like he is just oh, totally yeah. into this role. Yeah, you. I. I, I cannot wait now because that I've been reminded of the line. I cannot wait to find someone to say that to you. Weren't brought into this world to get it. <laughs> it's fucking great. It is really uh, fucking great. Yeah. So at the end of the scene, uh, Lopan has noticed that uh, Grace, Eddie and Margot are now at the facility. Um, they're there to rescue the boys. Uh, it Thunder shows up to quote, help them. <laughs> he goes, I'll help you. Um, you know, which we, it goes exactly as we expected. Uh, Jack and Wang try to figure out how to escape a locked room they've been put in. Uh, they're both still in wheelchairs. Uh, Jack's having a hard time understanding everything that's happened. So uh, Wang tries to explain the origin of Lopan in the sense that he talks about it's all about myths, legends, sorcery, and as Joe mentioned earlier, Chinese black magic. Um, 
This doesn't help Jack. Jack doesn't <laughs> fucking understand any of this shit. Stuff. I don't get any of this. Can you say it to me like I'm talking to a CB and forcing people to listen to me for hours? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You did it. You nailed it. So Thunder now enters the room carrying Eddie. Uh, and with some moves and a lot of fucking luck, uh, the boys managed to outsmart Thunder and escape. They lock him in the room and they get out. But Jack, however, he gets thrown into the wheelchair again. And he's launched backwards down a, a hall with the you know in the wheelchair. He's almost gets thrown down a well, but he saves himself at the last minute. Um, you could actually see the mechanism that holds the wheelchair in place. Yeah. This you know the uh, practical effects mechanism. What? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Eddie explains that everyone is there to rescue him. Uh, all right. So now we see Low Panty. He, he's on the phone. He orders his men to find the gang. Uh, and then he transforms from the feeble old man into a powerful giant Lopan again. Uh, we see Lopan floating through the walls because he's sort of ethereal at this point. Uh, he he floats to visit Miao Yin, uh, but he's he's frustrated because he's not able to touch her. He begs uh, the god of the east to uh, make him flesh again. Can can this you make me flesh so I can show her my meowing style? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Easily the creepiest scene because even though he's yes. a ghost, he's still trying to grab her tits. Oh, he's he like, is. Uh, I have been inside your body now. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucking gross. You're absolutely right, Eric. It is. Yeah. So dirty old man. The the boys fight to find a way out with Wang leading the way. Uh, they come upon the girls trapped. They come upon the girls plus some other girls trapped in the cages. And while Wang and Eddie fight with the guards, Jack sneaks in to free uh, the girls. Which is the worst fucking... He shoots the gun and misses the locks completely. I know, he could have killed like countless girls in those cages. He's like, bop, bop, bop! And like, the locks never yeah. once move. Like, they no, don't open. No, 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 and then they, they barely just flinch and he's fucking shooting locks. It's like hysterical. With a um, fucking tech nine. And then the, the, the BDSM rope tying of fucking uh, Gracie Law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. She's like, yeah. you her feedback, you choke herself. She's hogtied. Yeah, I yeah. know. Exactly. Uh, so they escape. They get the girls out. And they escape by swimming through the sewers. I feel like sewers. Just a, like a lifestyle club in San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. They escape through the sewers under the building, only to run into more Wing Kong. Uh, and he, it's here where Wang steps up big time. And shows his kung fu skills, his, his karate skills. Uh, he makes short work of the of the uh, Wing Kong. I love because yeah. while this is happening, fucking uh, Jack Burns trying to reload his gun, and he jumps yeah. off. Ha! And like, looks around, like they're he can't all reload done. the gun. It's jammed. He's just, you know, he's fumbling through everything. It looks like a silly fucking goose. So uh, it reminds me of that out. scene where um, it was one of the Marvel movies, I think, where like. Somebody was like really trying to fucking fight one guy, and they come back in Black Widow, like 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 had like ten dudes on the floor, like in front of him. Oh, I I remember that, but I can't remember. Like who I it got is. this guy, and comes back, yes. and, and like they're all down. Wait, exactly. was that Black Widow? Or was a different movie? I'm thinking of. It was no, a different I think movie, I remember but I think it was it was her as a character. They were like breaking yes. into some kind of facility to steal something, and yeah, like, yeah. the guy you expected to take out everybody, like had one guy. And then, like, she had taken out, like, everybody. Yeah. I think so. I remember oh, that, Oh, I know it was. It was Happy. And I oh, think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was yeah. an Iron Man 3. 
Iron Man 3 because mm. it was our fr- it was our introduction to Black Widow. Yeah. It was her first scene kicking ass. Yeah. And it was happy. You're absolutely and happy. He's like, I got this. I got this. Just saying back. That was actually, I think that was actually Iron Man 2. I think it was Iron Man 2. Yes. Yeah, you know, I remember that now. Yeah, Definitely. that's what it was. And but you yeah. didn't know she was Black Widow at that point yet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh the entire crew heads out the front door to Egg's uh bus. But a lagging Gracie is caught and abducted by an actual monster. This fucker. He looks like Chewbacca, like went bad. <laughs> like Chewbacca on drugs, you know? This is the point at which, like, this becomes the most Buckaroo Banzai. And it's like, <laughs> well, like, in the right ways. In the right ways. And that, like, this becomes a Scooby Doo mystery. movie yes, trope. Exactly. Is- it's like a stew of the eyes open movie. and you see like the red eyes behind it. Yeah. 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 It's like, what else can we put in there? You got a rubber monster. Yeah. We got yeah. that. <laughs> oh, this is when like, I'm just totally in this movie. I'm like, Oh, right. I like this. Like, <laughs> yep. cause it's absurdly stupid, but well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, uh, the monster captures Gracie and she's brought down and chained up, uh, in the tunnels. Uh, it's at this point that storm and Lopan arrive and we got another clip. Does it mean <laughs> two girls with green eyes <laughs> after all these years? You bastards, unchain me. You're not going to get away with this. Where's Lopan? <laughs> Hello, this one has fire as well. Hey, listen, I'm here with you maniacs. I want to see that disgusting flesh peddler David Lopan in person. How is afraid to see an unarmed girl one on one, huh? Where is he? <laughs> he walks in. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> oh, the fucking noise that he's making. Is I, I just so realized great. he's a Chinese Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I'm laughing. But when he walks in like the Ricky Bobby, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yep. He's like the whole fucking scene. Oh, with like he, his, his uh, nails from like Sally Beauty Supply that are like seven inches long. <laughs> but when he try when she tries to bite his fingers and he pulls his fingers back and he's looking at him to see if she bit him. Fucking great. All right. So we are now back at the restaurant. The rest of the gang are trying to re- regroup. Egg brings in the remaining Chang Sing members. <laughs> this is a couple of great lines. Fucking Burton does this. So American. He looks at the the Chang Sing memory. He goes, "Savvy English," and the guy, like in a perfect American accent, goes, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> and he gets more American. He goes, "You bring guns, egg?" And egg's like, "No, not a, not against Lopan, but there's one for you, Jack. Make you feel like Dirty Harry." <laughs> he like totally busts on busts his balls. Yeah, and, like Jack's not even fucking getting it. And he's like, "Why don't you just call the police? Because yeah. the police got better things to do than die." Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, the crew now heads out, and guess what? We got another clip, folks. Oh boy, are you okay? Are you Miao Yin? Yes, Miao Yin. Who, who are you? Lo Pan, you have come to seek me out with your green eye. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. 
What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. My soul swims in it, scattered across time, trapped in the world of formlessness, until I find her and marry her. Marry her? A girl with green eyes. A girl who can tame the burning blade. Mao Yin. So we learn he's going to marry them both because uh, she's got green eyes. So she's the backup plan, uh, Gracie. But like, she's not Chinese. No, but she's got green eyes. So yeah, that's all he knew. He really eyes. lowered his standards all of a sudden. Yes, he did. Whatever it takes. He's baby. like, I could have like, the last thousand years. I could have just got any random chick with green eyes <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, you know, to become uh, to go flesh and bone. He's willing to lower his well, some right? bone. <laughs> yep. This is not, I, we're going to dive into the mythology of what's going on here, and I know they've explained it a bunch of times, but I always get confused when I watch this movie. Do you not know who Lopan is? I know, <laughs> I know who Lopan is. I've, I've had to explain to me. He seems pretty cool as is. I know he's cursed. I know he's trapped in this you know location, but he can turn into a ghost at will. That seems yeah. cooler than being flesh. Like. The whole movie, they're waiting for this man to turn flesh so that they can shoot him in the head. Yeah, like he's like, <laughs> he's like, all I want to do is die. <laughs> but he's been like that for over two thousand years, so he's kind of tired of it. Yeah, I want to turn into bone and die. Yes, exactly. I can't think of a better way to go. He's <laughs> getting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He makes noises like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> uh, well, in Joe's movie, that role is played by Bobcat. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Either Jet or Jeff Goldblum doing really racist Chinese eyes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and an accent. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Goldblum, me and Eric did sit on the toilet from Jurassic Park. Oh, we did. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, cool. Did you yeah. not see that picture? No, I did. You're right. I forgot. Uh, I couldn't remember yes. if I said that one or not. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I want to. Uh, I, I would <laughs> like to touch your breasts, um, but I'm a ghost. What? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the rest of the good guy crew they head to uh, Egg's hideout to gear up and then uh, gear up. You know, grab all the shit and then they drop down in the sewer. And Eric, I don't know if you saw this a little bit of trivia, but. The interior of Egg Chen's uh, garage office is Fire Station 23. No way, really? Yes, I didn't it know is. That. Same shit. set. Same Holy fucking shit. set as Ghostbusters. I actually That's noticed cool. that. I was going to bring yeah. it up, but you said it first. You're right. Yeah. I didn't I didn't notice it till I read the trivia, but once I read the trivia, I'm like, of course it is. You know? I got I to gotta look at it again. Holy shit. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Oh, I missed that. Mm. <laughs> so... We are back in Lopan's palace and we see that he has begun the uh, ritual of the burning blade. It's a test for both girls. Um, Which, I just, <laughs> this is more, Eric will get this more than anybody, but when Thunder comes out and does this whole little like thing, I just imagine Seth Petrozelli <laughs> doing his fucking <laughs> cock top. <laughs> yeah. That's a Tom and Dan reference. 
The, oh, they got okay. this guy. Um, he's actually used to be an MMA wrestler called. No, Ken I know Seth, Seth Pesuzelli. I know him. He's on their show like every week. <laughs> like, oh, he is. One of his claims to fame is that he beat Kimbo Slice. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. He was one of the dudes. But he's also did. a massive hypochondriac, <laughs> and oh shit, and owns like a uh, a uh, Japanese uh, like a authentic Japanese. Uh, gym in Orlando and he does his katas and <laughs> he talks about them all the time like how professional he is with the swordsmanship in his work oh jeez and like this like scene where the guy's like yeah he's doing me. the forms yeah he's doing what they call forms but uh, yeah I mean that was you know they had the they had the three storms doing their forms uh, but in this case the ritual is the girls holding a sword they each hold the sword and they have to hold the sword and be levitated up to the ceiling and touch this like jade orb. And they both pass. So he can marry them both. Um, how, how do you fail that one? Is, yeah. Like, yeah, your fingers cut off. I guess. Yeah. It it's like, the floats fucking, away when you're... <laughs> it's like, in, it, it's like in the road warrior when the feral kid throws the fucking boomerang oh and my the fucking God. lackey for the goddamn Lord humongous puts his hand up and gets his fingers cut off. That's what fucking happens. That's There's another happens. movie I need to do. The I feel like mm-hmm. there was a point in this movie earlier where Gracie punched or touched low pan. And he was like, oh. like, cause he actually felt her. <laughs> No, like she actually physically was no, able to I touch him. No, I think so. I, I kind of, I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the scene, but I know what you're talking about. Which, yeah. at my mind, before he decided to say he's just going to take both of them, I thought he was like he realized she was the one he needed because she could touch him, and the Ming Yao Meow, Meow Ying, Meow. She's meowing. Be. There's a few moments where he's like corporal, like he, you see yes. him, you yeah, know, exactly. doing stuff he shouldn't be. Well, exactly. I thought that was going to be like a plot point, like oh. She touched me and I felt her, so she must be the one. Yes, tingly I am in my loins. Uh, why did I make that like Yoda? <laughs> or or another line from uh, How High. I have three inches of hot cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, is so, a, that is a line from that movie. Yes, all right. So we've got a lot of quick cuts here. We now see the gang making a way through deeper into the sewers um, we see that both girls survive the ritual so Lopan exclaims he will marry them both um, as the gang travels further on one of the Chang Sing is taken by a monster it's like a fish home. monster thing yeah it's like this crazy fucking it's just insane I like he's like it's absolutely insane. this is the black blood of the earth he's like so you mean oil <laughs> Yeah. No, no. Exactly. This is the black blood of the earth. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. It's all fucking weird down there. So Egg throws this small smoke bomb and shouts, "You will come out no more." And Jack, <laughs> yeah. I love fucking Jack's, Jack's response. He's like, "What? What will come out no more?" He's like freaked out because he's seen all these fucking monsters and shit. Yeah. You know. Also, I like how they're like, Chinatown was here long before like yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, if you're underground in San Francisco, you're on fucking reclaimed land from the Great Fire from 1904 or four, whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember what Lopan called it, but at one point he goes, they made it through like the bog of the forbidden trees or, yeah. or the dead yeah, trees yeah. or some shit like that. So, And there's this whole story earlier in the movie about how like this guy, like this Chinese guy hit the gold rush and then built all of Chinatown. Yes, exactly. Exactly, but yeah, it's almost like uh, Princess Bride, where they they're going through the fucking uh, 
the the marsh bog or whatever the fucking giant rats are. I was thinking it was more like the fucking uh, Monty Python. We are the knights who say me. Yes, the knights who say me. Exactly. They're going through that. So, uh, so both girls are now being prepared for the wedding. Uh, Gracie wakes up for a second, but enlightening uh, places them both in a trance. Yeah. So, um, which ironically get- makes her eyes not green anymore. <laughs> no, I know now they're white. You're right. You're the right. one distinguishing factor that matters is they not. Had a, uh, they they had a sale. The special effects guys found a sale on the white. They're like, all right, all right check it out. The this entire movie, this entire man. plot is about a guy who's girl with green eyes. Let's make her eyes white. <laughs> Let's make them white. There you go. So uh, we see the gang slide down this little ramp into a storeroom below Lopan's Palace. And got another clip. <laughs> yeah, the fish. It's okay. It's okay, Jack. Wing Kong storeroom. Emergency provisions. We're inside Lopan's domain. Christ. Later. <laughs> Getting close, real close. And now for some more bad news. Ready? What this gets worse? Come on. 2,258 years ago, the first sovereign emperor, Chen Jiwong Anijima, he subjugated Lo Pan, made him of no flesh. Only an evil dream. Get to the goddamn point, Egg. In order to be whole again, he had to find this certain girl of, of his prophecy and marry her to appease the god of the east. But to appease the emperor, he had to kill her. Kill her? No! Well, let's go. What are we sitting around talking Chinese history for when we gotta get... Oh, we are getting ready to strike the final blow. If we reach Lopan. When we reach Lopan. Ah, oh, the power in this flask would be our only hope against the Bodhisattva of the underworld. The ultimate evil spirit. Oh, yes. Only a dream can kill a dream. I've waited for this for a long time, Jack. Evil dream will die. outside. All right. So yeah, so Egg explains, you know, he again a little more about Lopan, but what they've got to do to stop him. Um, we jump to a quick scene. There's a lot of quick cuts coming up, but uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, we jump to a quick scene about the scene the girls led to the ceremonies. Lopan looks on. Um, there's a little bit of trivia I found. It's pretty cool that uh, that uh, David Hong he kind of shit his pants because in the uh, the ceremony room where the the whole wedding ceremony takes place, there's an escalator that goes down. It typically yeah. it, te- it breaks down and temporarily becomes stairs. <laughs> Dude, it just reminds me. There's another bit. Also, fucking, why yeah. in this China right. Chinese fucking historical sanctuary is there escalator. fucking neon in an escalator? Is an escalator and and neon exactly? I, I just I, I just well, at one point I said one night in Bangkok in the world your <laughs> oyster. That's Dude, what I wanted to play. I saw that play not once but three times. Chess. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> live, but no, I agree with this kind of silly. But James Hong talked about the fact that. That escalator was very narrow, it was very steep, and it was very fast. And he was in 12-inch lifts to make him look like eight feet tall. So the look on his face when he goes down an escalator, he's shitting his pants, he said. <laughs> he couldn't deal with it. But he's so, not on the escalator. He's in the other side of the room. 
No, no, no. But he does come down the escalator at one point. Oh, does he? he? Does, there is one point where he comes down the escalator and he's shitting himself. I don't know if it's this exact scene. I just remembered it. Because when the girls but. come down, he's standing on the other side where the weird yeah, little statue so he's is watching like the fucking arm. No, exactly. He's watching, but he does come down the escalator later. Yes, I just wonder why they... he's going to run for president. <laughs> yeah. They turn the escalator gold and he goes down it. <laughs> so they're in yet another tunnel, the gang. And they come upon a guardian, which is a multi-eyed. I just I sum this up. He's a multi-eyed puke ball. Because the other, that's uh, what he is. He's a yeah. fucking ball of puke with eyes everywhere, including his nose and his tongue. He's got eyes. At, at one point, the uh, working name for this movie was Shoots and Ladders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this guardian allows Lopan to see everything. Uh, so he takes the opportunity to talk to Egg, who's an old rival of his. We find out telling him it's too late to stop him. His plan is to marry both girls. But and remember, as part of this, this whole becoming flesh thing, he's got to marry the green ant girl, but he's got to kill her. It's not by marrying both of them. If he marries Miao Ying, he could kill Gracie and meet all the requirements of becoming flesh and still, but still live his life and bang out Miao Ying. Miao <laughs> Ying. So. He's very excited about this. Um, also, I like how the floating pus ball has nothing but green eyes everywhere. No, yeah, I said no. They're all green. He should have married Lopez. Should have married him. Exactly. No mouth though. Yeah. So uh, the crew, uh, they now head directly into Lopez's office, and we got another clip. Jack here. What? Hollow? Hollow. Fuck it. Fuck it. Jack. I know. It's an elevator and it only goes down. Yeah, look. Hey, all right. Time for the medicine. Time for the medicine. <laughs> medicine, don't fail me now. Cheers. <laughs> uh, this does what again exactly? Huge buzz. Oh. Good. You can see things no one else can see. Do things no one else can do. Real things. As real as Lopin. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? Oh, the six demon bag. Terrific. A six demon bag. Sensational. <laughs> What's in it, Egg? Wind, fire, all that kind of thing. <laughs> the army and navy and the battles they have won. As to America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Ah. pretty good <laughs> and I'm not uh, not scared at all I just feel kind of feel kind of invincible <laughs> me too I got a very positive attitude about this good me too yeah <laughs> is it getting hot in here or is it just me <laughs> so there we uh, go so what's yeah, in this uh, yeah, yeah. Captain Planet? I don't know, Earth, wind, all that kind of shit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Also, speaking of getting hot in here, look at the fucking temperature. Ooh. I don't know why well, my that's AC. That's some bullshit, baby. This room, this is like in my office, 80 fucking degrees. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I ain't dealing with that shit. Yeah. So am I misinterpreting that this shot of steam that they drink 
is giving at least some of them superhuman abilities. Yes. Okay. I would have laughed right. if this was like the three penis wine that Taco gets in the league. <laughs> <laughs> but Ruxin yes, can't have any. It's definitely giving them superhuman powers. I mean, just the fact that Wang can keep up with uh, <laughs> Wang with, can keep uh, up Rain. with this. I mean, that's Wang. Wang is doing some stuff later. <laughs> we'll, we'll yes, exactly. It. We're Holy getting shit. there. Sure, it's not We're Wang Chi. <laughs> Wong, yeah, Wong. It could be Wong Chi. I'm just being an asshole American. <laughs> I don't know. I was saying it's like, so your your alias was Wang when your real name is Wong. <laughs> could be Wong. It's like uh, Shang Chi when you know Aquafina gives him shit. Yes. Yes. So you made your name Sean instead of Shang. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, they they take the medicine. I just love it. it's getting hot in here. It's just me. Fucking <laughs> great. It's so Jack. It's so great. So. The, uh, the gang enters the ceremony room as Lopan begins a ritual. Um, it's at this point the battle begins <laughs> with Jack knocking himself cold. I know. He I shoots mean... the Tech Nine into the fucking rock ceiling and knocks himself uncomfortable. She's just like, of course. <laughs> it's so perfect. Also, it's... why does like fucking poking them in the wrist mean you're married? What the fuck are they doing getting married? Well, I guess it's drawn the blood. It's drawn the blood. Oh, oh, I, I remember that's why you wear a white wedding dress so all the blood gets all over it. That's, that's yeah, well, no, it's important. You Wait a minute. You didn't do that at your wedding? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Uh, so Wang, we see Wang facing off against Rain in an epic battle. It's so cool. They, The swords are fucking flying at a million miles an hour. They are flying in the air. Yeah. Fighting with the swords. It's the best battle. It's such like Joe said, it's it's it harkens back to the old great kung fu movies. Yeah. You know, and that's what Carpenter wanted to do. He wanted it to be like the old Kung Fu movies. So they're fucking fighting an epic battle. It's so great. Uh so Lopan uh, he continues the ritual because he needs to be flesh and blood. He gets closer to becoming flesh and bone. Um we see Jack just he bubbles more, he gets attacked by one of the big like stonish fucking Yep. Ornate guys, and he stabs him, he kills him, but the guy lands on him. He's so heavy the Jack can't fucking. <laughs> so he's worthless. But again, it, it, what it does is it demonstrates Carpenter's vision for this, where Jack is the bubbling idiot and Wang is the hero, or Wang is the hero. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get very uh, Army of Darkness vibes from all of this. Yes, you know? exactly. Exactly. That Which is like, spite, can't do anything right. You know? In spite of the hero, they're winning. You know? Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and then we get, and I wish, th I wish they expanded this, but I understand why they didn't. We get a fucking epic video game battle between Lopan and Egg, yes. where they are fucking, they are controlling. That is the best battle to me, oh, yeah, yeah. right? They are controlling these basically video game ninja warriors. He's using fucking, the Schwartz, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. It is use the, the Schwartz. Yes, exactly. My name is Yogurt. So. It's a great battle. Um, so then we see Lopan after the battle is over. Nobody kind of wins. They they strike swords and both guys blow up. Uh, Lopan escapes up the escalator with uh, Meow Yin. Oh, this is where he goes in the escalator. The what? This is when he goes in the escalator. No, he goes up. He came down on the escalator too, and that's when he was shitting a brick. Now, there is a little scene with him going down the escalator. Uh, so Wang finally defeats Rain. And then he pursues Lopan up the escalator. Jack and Gracie follow. Um, while Jack and Gracie are using the, the elevator to get up into Lopan's office, the monster attacks Jack. 
But Gracie fights it off by giving him just a swift kick in the balls. Yep. She fucking squarely kicks his thing in the balls, and of course he goes down. So Jack's free. So we are now in the elevator. Jack and Grace, Jack and Gracie finally kiss, but it's hysterical because she covers his mouth with the lipstick she's wearing. Yeah. And it makes for a little silly sight gag uh, later in the movie. Uh, so we've got the second to last clip of this movie. So roll it, Joe. I must sacrifice you, but I love you and I need you. No! Here, take her, take the bitch! <laughs> Master, you are flesh! I am. I am? Oh, it worked! Ching Tai is a piece. Now, we must satisfy the first suffering emperor by destroying this. Not so fast, gentlemen. Oh, is it too much to ask, Thunder? Kill him for me! What's up? Dave, too many people around here been dropping like flies already, and where's that getting us, huh? Nowhere. Fast. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton. Me. Old Jack always says, what the hell? <laughs> Flexes. Wang. <laughs> I love it. So it's kind of hard to discern from the, uh, you know, the sound effects and dialogue in this, but uh, Jack, he dispatches Lopan. He takes his knife um, and he throws it, but com <laughs> he completely misses Lopan. He hits the fucking gong that's behind yeah. him. Lopan picks up the knife and he goes, oh, good knife. And goodbye, Mr. You know, goodbye, Mr. Burton. And he throws the knife at Jack, but Jack's reflexes. We saw it in the very beginning of the movie where, where the bottle's flying at him. He grabs it. He grabs the knife and throws it right back at Lopan and plants it right in his forehead. Yep. So Lopan is now flesh and bone. So Lopan is now dead. Which you're right. You guys, you're right. It's sort of like a kind of, not a fault, but it's sort of a glitch in the movie where you know, he spent all his time with the ability to, to transition between ghost and human, and now he's flesh and bone. And within ten minutes, he's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That usually so, works, though. You know, um, it's a little silly. Also, then we goes to my one of my favorite things in the whole fucking movie when thunder blows, like it's really fucking fat and blows. Oh, up. it's so great! Yeah, it's coming up. It's so fucking great. But even like the sight gag, 
I love it because it's just it's way over the top. The sight gag where all the fucking Buddha statues, oh yeah, one at a time fall and crash into the next one, crash into the next one, go all the way around the fucking room. That's pretty good. It's so dumb. It's so overused, but it's such a great sight gag. I I'm telling you, this is what I love about this movie is the fact that it's so dumb and absurd, but yes. still makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, so after he kills Lopan, we see that Wang is still fighting Thunder or basically running from Thunder because Thunder's lost his fucking mind. Yeah. And there's fucking scenery flying everywhere and Thunder's chasing him. And uh, we get to the point where Thunder finally notices that his master is dead. And again, this like, why does Thunder explode? I don't know. You're so bad. <laughs> and he doesn't even explode with a sound. He, he fucking, he sees that his master's dead. And he fucking blows up, and 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 Wang is like, I don't think he's gonna stop, and they run away, and he blows up, it- and then basically a bunch of cabbage falls on the <laughs> And like the way he looks, though, he like his eyes like bug out, and like yes, steam comes out of it. It's so fucking cartoon campy, but it's great. It's Roger Rabbit, but like you said, Joe. It's yeah. like so stupid. It's fantastic. I know. It it doesn't make any sense. I I started like my own headcanon on why he explodes. Like maybe. Yeah. Maybe the power was keeping the energy contained in his body. Remember earlier in the movie when he wants him to let him go, he just blows his body up a little bit. Like, no, exactly. They they try to explain it, but again, he should have been called something else, like thunder. There wasn't even he never generated a thunder noise. And then hell, once in the movie, beep. This is a public service announcement. The guy should have been called wind or hurricane rather than fucking hold on. I I, I have to make a public service announcement here. Uh, kids, it's very important you do not hold farts in for too long. Oh, Dev, you did that? You didn't shit yourself. Did no, you? no, no. I'm just saying this is what will happen to you. Your body will expand. Oh, and you you'll will turn, explode. you'll blow up and spit yeah. cabbage everywhere. It is very I important. I got real concerned for you for a second. I did. Just oh, God. let so the fart stop the show. Let your fart flag fly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you no, know, you're right. Never let be the, oh, ashamed. You, you always let the farts fly. Yeah, if they're noisy, you can wear it like a badge of honor. You and out of your and if this movie saw me anything, especially in an elevator going down, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now we've got two of the three storms have been dispatched. Right, we see lightning pursuing them through the tunnels as the gang's trying to escape. Uh, they the gang spots a an opening up above them. And they jump up through it to escape. Um, we see Egg and yet another opening telling them to jump further. Uh, he shoots, and this is great. You could tell that that medicine gave them those superpowers because Egg shoots down a fucking <laughs> like rope. He's holding that gun with his hand. Yeah. And these people that weigh 150, 200 pounds are going right up the fucking rope. He's just holding it in one hand very casually. It's great. You know? So as they escape, Egg drops a statue on lightning, killing him as well. So the storms are gone. So as they head out, Jack finds his truck and they use it to escape the facility. And we've got our end credits now. This is it. Jack? I'll be right back. Hey, where are you going, Egg? Oh, well, my work's done. Lopan is dead and the evil spell's been lifted. 
Years ago, I promised myself a long vacation, and it's time to collect. Well, why don't you go on over to China, visit the motherland? Well, China's in the heart, Jack. Wherever I go, she's with me. So, what are you going to call it? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can come over to my place later and help me find the title. Hey, Jack. Nothing or triple? Nothing or double. Triple. You earned it. You're right, I did. Thanks, Wayne. Well, last chance. I'm a rich man now. Give up the open road. Sell my truck. Settle down. Couldn't have that in my conscience. The only way it might work is if you buy a bigger truck. One with a cozy little apartment in back, just big enough for two. Sounds pretty great. But you know something? Sooner or later, I rub everybody the wrong way, and... Well, let me think about it. God, aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye? Nope. See you around, Burton. Never can tell. Bye, Jack. We really shook the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? No horseshit, Jack. No horseshit. Just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down in sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I could take it. <laughs> yeah, so I dug that closing scene because, you know, we're, we're through an hour and a half movie and Jack finally accepts everything that happened. You know, we shook the we shook the pillars of hell, Wang, because he finally accepts it all. He's been questioning that shit right up till the end. You know, though, crazy what pisses shit. me off though. Yeah, he's been all movie trying to get this chick, and the second like, oh, and then he's I like, know. he's like, hey, I can just give up everything and have you, and she's like, or you can keep it all and have me. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, <laughs> I mean, he does say he does say, listen, sooner or later, I, I rub everybody the wrong way. So he kind of knows his mo. And she accepts that, so <clears throat> they move on. I mean, they're definitely... Yeah, but I mean, why did he say, like, literally two seconds before that, I'll just give up everything for you? And then she's like, what no, if no. you don't have to? And he's like, I, no, I, I, I got to talk on the CB radio. I'm in the truck, and if you're there, it's going to fuck up the whole... It's going to be weird. My furies are going to be out of negative and positive. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have to say, though, that 
you know, given the fact that I've admitted that I was a CB guy, there were people on the CB radio that did that shit that would talk non fucking stop. <laughs> really? Holy shit. Oh no, there were, they were out there. There's no question of it. You know, the actual truckers, they would fucking talk. Like we had, we had our channel, I think it was 21 or 23, but like channel 19, like, that's what they would do. They would fucking talk and talk and talk. So uh, I wonder if we can I, get I a CB love- channel and just play our fucking podcast on it 24-7. <laughs> oh, dude, we should do that. That'd be great. But, or, you would, uh, or alternatively, we could get a CB and just fucking talk into it in the middle of the night like a madman. Like fucking- <laughs> well, we'll do that between episodes. When the storm rolls in and it's thicker than hell, you know what you do? You do like old Jack Burton does and you look exactly. in the eye and you say, give me hell. When you're thinking oh, about cha 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 cheese, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of that clip, you do hear you hear a monster. And yes, yeah. folks, the monster from the fucking lair is he he hitched a ride on the back of Jack's truck, so he is out now. He's out and about in the world. That that to me just screams of like we spent forty thousand dollars on this rubber monster. <laughs> yeah. Can we please put it in another scene? Exactly. He pops up. He's there. So. All right, so that's the movie. You know, I yeah. dig this movie. I dig it. It's not one of those where I question what I was thinking in 1986. I still dig this fucking movie. So that said, there's only one thing left to do. I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If the movie stinks, just don't go. Just don't go. You love me. You really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Are you not entertained? Yes. yes. We were entertained. At least I think we were. So that's cool. Um, we're going to start with Eric because Joe's been vocal about the fact that he dug this movie. So I, I, and I got a vibe that Eric did, but I want to hear what Eric's uh, opinion is on this. What do you got? I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I fucking no. Let me, let me take that back. I fucking love this movie because this, <laughs> this movie, like Joe said, it is so absurd <laughs> you know? in such a beautiful way in a, in a eighties cartoon kind of way. Um, like some of those little moments we talked about where he shoots the gun and the rock falls in his head and he's un- unconscious for most of the fight. <laughs> like that's the kind of shit. If it wasn't there, it would be a different movie and I wouldn't like it nearly as much. Um, I love all the performances, even Kurt Russell, cause he's just doing a thing. Yes. You know, committing to a bit, the whole movie and that's fine. It's just such a fucking weird movie. It's, and it's it's the kind of weird movie that I don't think they could make today just because it's no. so all over the place. Yes. Um uh, you know, there was just 
it seemed like there was more creative energy in the 80s to just try shit and this movie like tries cocaine. just about yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> this movie tries a lot of things and it does a lot of things well it's it's that homage to the kung fu movies um but it's also just like very of the era and it's it, it's a beautiful little time capsule so I would give this movie a solid 4.1 out of 5. Nice. It's just one of those movies that you have to see it, and then once you do, it it takes up real estate in your head like for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. So, uh, Joe, you are up next. What do you got, buddy? Now, Eric, you said a little earlier this shares a similar place to Buckaroo Bonsai with you. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. this shares a similar place as Little Shop of Horrors to me okay okay like okay. that's the vibe i'm getting like how i won't forget the movie monsters and the weirdness and the crazy lines yeah. and that kind of stuff i mean i remember every detail of the movie but i will always remember a bunch of big po- bullet points and it just has that feel yes. that surreal kind of absurdity to mm-hmm. um i i did enjoy this movie i'd never seen it before um and once again i gotta say it's not the superior big trouble movie to me <laughs> i get it However, I respect that. I will give this movie a high grade just based on so much stuff I liked because I really dug this movie a lot. It made me laugh. It made me smile, even though it was stupid. It was a bad movie that won me over. Yes. Um, And I love the movie poster, too. Like, this is. I know. This is one of those great movie posters. Uh, Eric, I think you need to like revisit making the movie poster and make Doug the really old low pan in the wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be Kurt Russell and you could be Wang. That would be great. Um, Also, this has me like reevaluating what I want to do for my next movie, which is apparently next week. So I need to fucking get on it. (laughs) Yeah. But now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking between like, our next Marvel movie is Shang-Chi. Do I want to do that as a full episode? Cause I do love that movie. You, you know what? I got to say that I think you should because you have talked about that flick. I really enjoy so it. So much that I think it deserves more than just a synopsis. And it's also got quotes that I think I would pull from it too. Yes. Like it's either that or since sticking with the 80s and like an Asian theme, Gung Ho, which I also really liked as a movie. Oh, that's a great mm. flick. But that's more of a serious, serious tone yes. to it. Or because you brought it up and I can't stop thinking about it, the goods buy buy hard, sell hard, whatever <laughs> fucking Jerry Pippen has the car dealership. No, I think you should do Shang Chi. I'm really thinking about it. Um, I'll see if I can get through it this week, note wise, because that's a heavy movie. But yes. I think I can maybe steal a little synopsis from the home place again. Okay. As a, as a as a framework and then build off that. But I think I might do that because it's the next movie in our Masters Class series, anyway, from Marvel and. It's probably like, without counting like team up movies, like uh, just solo movies. It's probably my second favorite, like of the solo movies, like if yep. Marvel. If you I know, get it, if not like of just overall, <laughs> like it's up now, there. It's my top five be, Marvel movies of all of them. I'll be honest, I've only seen it the one time in theaters, so I'm looking forward to watching it again. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I I, I really dig that movie, and I think that because of this, it's like inspired me to just go there. All See right. some more Chinese black magic. There you go. So anyways, back to what the task at hand is rating this. I think I'm going to give this, like I said, not a, not a superior, superior big trouble, but still I'm going to give this a 4.3. Nice. Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. Oh, this warms my heart boys. It really <laughs> does. I, you know what the funny thing was I had confidence in this flick. So I, I, I might not have expected the scores you gave it, but I expected you both to appreciate it. 
but this warms my heart. This James Hong also happy. like fuck. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I am an unabashed Kurt Russell fan. Have been my whole life. Like I said, I I remember as a as a fucking like eight year old going to the Brentwood movie theater where I grew up, seeing like Kurt Russell Disney movies like yeah. The Jungle Boy and I can't remember the name of the movies, but. You know, he was my guy, you know, so like and to see him in Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. and and, and on the all those movies. I got I'm just familiar with old Kurt Russell, like Guardians 2 and yeah, exactly. Um, Hateful Eight. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So so I did Kurt Russell and again, just everything else. John Carpenter, it's got everything I want and it held up like again, a lot of the movies I've been bringing, the older movies I bring to the table, they don't hold up. And I've got to be honest with my reviews. But this held up. The comedy is great. The action is great. You know, the story is great. And again, it's dumb fun. So I'm and going the, for like, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to drop. But the dumb no, stuff no, no, is dumb stuff on purpose. It's not dumb because they tried to do something good. They exactly. made it dumb on purpose. It's done. Joe, you nailed it. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what that's why I liked it, because it wasn't yeah. like, oh, that's just dumb. And they were really going intentional. Right. It just it didn't fall into it. It did it on purpose. Yes. 100 percent. Right. Joe, I dig that so much. Uh, that said, four point <laughs> four for me. I have to do it I, nice. because it means it. And again, it's funny while we were doing this, I texted my cousin who I said at the beginning of the episode that he and I on 4th of July, it was our, it was our tradition to go to a movie on 4th of July weekend or holiday. And I texted him and said, Hey dude, I'm doing, I'm doing big trouble little China tonight. Remember when we saw it? He goes, dude, I remember it. It was so great. And I still love that movie. So yeah, all that said 4.4. <laughs> I'm almost just mad at myself that I haven't watched this sooner. <laughs> No, I get yeah, it. I yeah, get yeah. it. Well, that's why, again, that's the part that warms my heart that I was able to bring it to you guys. And you saw it. And now you saw mm-hmm. it. So yep. now it's part of your memory and history as well as mine. Correct. And it makes me happy. And yeah. if you ever get in big trouble somewhere and, you know, no matter where it is, you can always call. Mo, Mo, Mo. Yes, indeed. Mo DeWitt. Just call Mo.com. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. You get run over by a, a semi truck and you turn into a ghost. Just call Mo. What if a bus if is driving were... the wrong way down the street? That's you definitely true. call Mo. If somebody yeah. uh, pokes you with a needle for your blood so that they can turn into a flesh and blood human being, just call <laughs> Mo. What if you're hog tied in a cage? I would definitely call him a rope burn. That's an injury. Right? <laughs> yeah. What if you're a monster and you get kicked in the testicles? Oh, definitely you call Mo. If you have the ability to speak and use a phone, I would call Mo if you were that monster. <laughs> I would also say, uh, you know, if you uh, get into a uh, insane jumping sword match with a ninja, you, uh, just <laughs> what, call Mo. What if you shoot an archway and knock yourself out? Yeah, this is one, another one of those self-inflicted ones. I don't know. This is kind of weird territory. Well, shoddy but. construction. And shoddy construction. Yeah, you could. I don't know. There's some legal loopholes to be explored there. Just call mo.com. Yeah. Nice. So we got some people to thank. All right. Yeah, we do. We've got our Patreon members. These people, uh, they give us money every month. And we stopped questioning it a while ago because we appreciate it. We yeah. do nothing but appreciate the money that they give us. Um, More people should they, be like them. No, exactly. I 100% agree. I mean, these people appreciate our show enough to give their hard-earned cash to us month after month after month, and we love them for yeah, it. Yeah, so literally uh, 1,148 pennies. Yes, exactly. 
We are going to uh, read their names. We're going to start off with founding member Hannah Christ, who this week, yesterday, flew to Seattle to see Taylor Swift. She's oh, at shit. the concert right Let's see, it's 1030, it's 730. I think the show's going to kick off in about 25 minutes, but she flew to Seattle. Is it raining? No, believe it or not, it's not the rainy season. So she's got some very nice weather to see Taylor Swift. So, honey, have a great time. We've got Mr. Peter Bianco from the Tone Jerks podcast, the Second Button podcast, the Off the Rails podcast, and I forgot to ask him the name. There is actually a fourth podcast that this gentleman does. What? Mr. Yes, I just found what? out the other day. doing yet another podcast. Mr. Brian Gower. It better not be Botanicus. Shit's no, it's not Botanicus. That's still all yours, Joe. From, he's the co-host of our occasional co-host, because, no, 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 he's been pretty consistent, so I will call him the co-host. Of the uh, of our Just Surprising podcast, as well as Sharing Maps podcast, Mr. Will Lehu from the Signal Path podcast, the Texas State Boggle Champs podcast, and the Texas Size Step 4 podcast, Mr. Tony DeGraw. Next, from the great state of Tennessee, Mr. Michael McVeigh. <laughs> We've got also Mr. Michael Van Zandt. Thank you, Michael. And last, but definitely not least, Mr. U G Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. Yeah. And those are our patrons. You can, well, actually, we're going to run a clip. We're going to tell you how to find us there. Visit patreon.com slash M O T C U to support the show, you cheapskate. When you said we're going to run a clip, I almost played the two and a half minute Patreon ad. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Please don't. No, no, no. Uh, no, funny. no, we, we no. Fun. <laughs> we poke fun. We call you cheapskates, but we really do appreciate everybody who donates their money to the show every month. Yes. And if you would like to join them, it's not a whole lot of jingle. It's not a whole lot of coin, um, but every little bit does help us. And uh, it helps us continue to bring this to you guys every week. And if you, uh, whatever type of platform you listen to this on, leave a review. Oh, yeah. Oh, please do. That always helps. Absolutely. If you dig us, if you listen, if you hate us, you can write the most scathing review ever. Just give us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great if you could do that. Um, so Joe is still deciding what we got next, and then we'll come Eric. But I know what I'm doing next because yeah. we've got a special guest. I am doing Silence of the Lambs, the 1991 Ooh. Best Oscar winner. The winner, I think it might be. I think uh, so. With our special guest and three-time co-host. Oh, shit. Mr. Alex Guaraldi yeah. from nice. Copper Sound Pedals. He's decided to join us. I asked him and he was happy to do it. We had a choice of Shawshank Redemption and... Uh, Silence of the Lambs, and either one would have been a great show, but I wanted to bring a little bit of horror and suspense to our, our uh, show. So, yes, that'll be in, uh, I guess, three, four, five weeks, give it sometime in August. Yep. But I just want to lay that out there, and uh, we're oh, looking forward yeah. to having Alex with us because Alex brings fun. it. Eric, you have brings the knowledge. Do you have any idea what you want to do next, Eric? No, I don't. I'm going <laughs> to. All right, that's I'm cool. Gonna, I'm going to marinate on it because I'm. <laughs> I got some ideas, but we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for Silence of the Lambs, man. That's uh, yes, it's, it's going to be a good show. Great guest. They're paired yeah. nicely with uh, some fava beans and nice candy. <laughs> and a candy. Yes. Yes. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, the one, oh. one thing left for us to do, then I guess. 
Alright. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so fucking funny. Hamra. <laughs> you follow that? I can't follow it. Yes, you can. We have to go with uh uh fuck off. Because I got I don't Hi, have friend. it in me. Hi friend. Recording this stuff. is Eric Cabone, and I'm here to talk to you about art of Eric Cabone. That's what I do. You may be familiar with some of my work. Um, you know, I've drawn some weird shit for Tom and Dan, semantics, just generally for people around town. Or you might be familiar with my work from this show, where my co-host Joe uh, makes weird fucking commission requests all the time. You can make weird fucking commission requests. That's right. Hit me up. Uh, visit artofericfabone.com. Or find me on social media at Art of Eric Pabone, and I would be happy to, for money, of course, draw anything your twisted heart desires. Again, that's artofericpabone.com.